We are tonight's entertainment. You can't handle the truth. The fire rises. Pizza time. You're a wizard, Harry. So it be. You know how much I sacrifice? You think that's air you're breathing? Groovy. I don't have friends. I got family. We services hey Trent. hi Parth. uh good to see you likewise you're looking well you're looking well as well um mm. yeah see what i did mm-hmm. um what have you been eating most recently um i just had a bowl of um not honey nut regular cheerios with some milk and then i got a glass of apple juice plain and simple what about you well trent um uh, I guess the listeners should know that 20 minutes before we started recording, well, maybe not, maybe more more like 10 minutes um, or 15 minutes. Oh, I, I don't think I, I wasn't going to incriminate you, but are you about to say? No, I, I'm feeling a little under the weather and I was scheduled to go to work at four and then uh, the clock struck one thirty, and I was like, the idea of going to work right now seems Once so this, that awful. Once that seed gets planted, it's really hard to overcome it. Well, I woke up this morning and I turned to Sophia and said, I don't, like, maybe I call out of work today. Oh, so Um, you'd been incepted long ago. But yeah, I mean, I I woke up this morning and felt really bad. And then I got a few hours in the day and I was like, maybe I feel less bad. And then I got back onto the call and I was like, I feel quite bad. Um, And I've called out just once my entire run of TJ Maxx and decided... Um, it's time. It's time for the second time to happen. Yeah, Parth, um, you said you hadn't called out in like three or three or four months. And yeah, that's usually about how long it takes for psychologically. Um, I think your body just makes itself sick because it's ready for a day off of work. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, also this past month has been kind of crazy for, uh, working times because um, I was working on my movie. I was working on a movie with friend of the show Adam Volerich. Um, uh, it's been a lot of work recently. I mean, Parth, it is it is true that the more you work your body, you are opening up your immune system. To, yes, to compromise. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so the hard work has paid off. Yeah, and it's like the hard work of this intro has paid off, and like the people, the listeners, and that now it's complete, and we can get along with the, the beef, the beef. Yeah, maybe, but like to get to the beef, like there's this thing, there's this barrier we need to get through. A beef barrier. Yes, a BB, if you will. Yeah. Oh. Man. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. And, uh... All right, cue the intro. (laughs) I was trying to, like, BB-8 into it, and then I was like, that's not smart or funny. (laughs) Uh, Mm. uh. Well... Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies each week. We talk about a film, and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk about their experience working on the picture. Last week, we had a discussion of Eyes Wide Shut, correct? 
Um, that is certainly correct. Uh, a Christmas miracle. A Christmas classic, if you will. Um, but this week... And now we're this not... is a little treat. Oh, this is actually the scheduling of this is perfect. This will be coming out on New Year's itself. New Year's and... Eve, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, New Year's Eve. And um <laughs> that's what I meant. Um which also happens to be our chosen release day. Which years ago when we started this podcast, this exact moment is what we've been working towards. Yeah, we finally reached the culmination of what we started. Um of scheduling and film podcasting. Yes. This is it, people. Um, but this week we're not doing a discussion of of a single movie. We're doing a discussion of movies, I suppose. But A multitude. Um, the state of movie go- goers and movie culture. Yes. This is not um, an interview. This is our end of year special. This is the third time we're doing one. Strangely enough, Parth and I will be discussing, but this is Wait, not- Wait, is this our f- fourth time doing- Did we do one in 2020? I can't remember. Oh God! Um, I'm I'm gonna go through our episode history list. How many times have I? <clears throat> how many years have I recommended Indiana Jones Five? Just oh, how like many that? times have I recommended uh, Mission Impossible? <laughs> yeah, so we did an end of 2020 special. That's one. Parthal, I'm the designated end of year special counter. Wow, tra- how did you get that job? Oh, we did end of 2021. Well, I I think we can do the math from this point. Twenty twenty two, this year's twenty twenty three. Our fourth. Wow. It's like we're graduating. It's like our senior year. Oh my god. Oh, let's not say that because that would mean the <clears throat> podcast would have to end very soon. But it's not. Well, maybe we go into grad school. Maybe we go to. Well, maybe maybe this oh, the, the podcast finally goes to college. Oh, <clears throat> we're graduating high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll just say it's high school. Make ourselves feel by by ourselves another four years. Yeah, sometimes late at night, the thought of going to grad school crossed my mind, and then I just try to swap that away and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of moving on to the next thing, Trent. Mm. Good, Anakin, good. Very good. Uh, we have um, three categories, I believe, we've mm. decided upon, correct? Yeah. Has the structure ever changed? or is We've had this... four in the past. I think we've had, like... Um, most underrated movies category and stuff like we've like oh, really complicated things in the past. What were we, th- what were we thinking? Yeah. But, uh, well me, but, um, <laughs> but, um, we were th- just kids back then. So yeah. Much, so much time back in the hands. 2020 days. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We were COVID. We had n- nothing to do. Wait, Trent, I have a tweet that's semi blowing up right now. Wow. Um, yeah, I know it sucks. Um, but isn't doesn't blowing up sort of imply that it's not semi, you know? <laughs> well, uh, it's like 2000 likes. So it's not like Oh, wow, no. But okay, it, it's not it. it's not 10,000 likes, but it's like, you know what I mean? No, uh, no, no, I know what you mean. All right, let's hear it. Um well, I mean the the tweet is pretty simple. I I came across this one TikTok of as I as you do, and it was like, "Oh, uh, remembering when I was doing this dance when I was back in when I was on TikTok back in 2019." When I was 13 and I was like, what? And the, I checked the age of the person whose account it was and they're 18. And I saw, and I was like, so I guess they were 13 in like the first before their birthday in 2019. Mm-hmm. And it just like really broke my mind that someone could be 13 years old and now be a legal adult. Um, because I was 18 years old back in 2019. And I made a tweet saying that exact same thing of, I just saw, an 18-year-old post that they were 13 back in 2019, um, aging is horrible. I said something like that. 
Um, and now it's it's blowing up. Except, wait, uh, do you want to hear one of the replies to that tweet that made me laugh? Oh, sure. Our, whenever I look at the comments for anything on the in- on the internet, people say mean things. Um, does anyone say mean things about you? Um, every now and then. Uh, mo- most of the times, people are pretty nice. Uh, and with this one especially, people are like, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. And it's like, that's impossible. 2019 was last year. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Classic stuff. But then one guy goes, I am completely unfazed by this information. So thank you, Conquering Worm, for that. And then um, they go, another person goes, no, it's not. You're just a loser. In regards to them or in regards to you? In, re- in regards to me saying aging is horrible, I guess. Oh, they called you a lo- They called you a loser. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty relatable thought. Um, I feel like most people it, say that. It's like the struggle of time is pretty much the one battle that most humans are fighting at a consistent rate. So it's pretty much like there's nothing to fight about. But basically, anything else on the internet will be leaned in such a way that the first top-rated comment will be someone being like, I fucking hate you! Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? No, I I, I, I agree. <laughs> but, uh, Trent, you still haven't graduated college quite yet, so... Uh, no. But you are the same age as me, so um, you're in a funny, like, positioning where I feel like... As soon as I graduated college, I feel like I aged five years, and I wonder how you feel, because I still have friends that are seniors like you are, but like they were a year below us, um, and I'm friends with them. They've been helping me out on my movie, and so every now and then I go to their college house to like hang out with them, and then I hang out, and I'm like, wow, these people are all very nice. I'm so horribly out of place here. Um, and I wonder if you feel the same way. Um, it's like, did you see the pictures of President Obama? It was like yeah. two years into yeah. his presidency and yeah. his hair had really got started to go like salt and pepper gray. Yeah. And it's just like certain points in your life, like do accelerate your yes. aging process. Yeah. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, wow. Good. Uh, but, um, I have turned the corner of... Because pretty much when you're any age but a senior, you can look at people and be like, oh, they're they're senior. They're older than me. But when you're a senior. When you are the big dog. You're yeah. like, these dogs are theoretically only as big as me. And. Um, Would you ever reach that point where like there's the nothing to aspire little. to anymore? Like I am like I was reaching this when I was. Well, I guess like we're just going to reminisce th- about 2023 a little bit. But I, I think we're reaching the root of the issue is that we uh, we don't have any more um, schooling yes. to uh, determine the trajectory of our lives. Well, I, I reached a point in like April or March or March or April or something like that when I was like about to graduate. And I was like, oh, I won't do that thing that I thought I maybe was going to just do like at some point in the future at school. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, maybe I'll join a club. Maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll like become friends with that person or, or something like that. Maybe I'll make this short film while I'm at school. Mm, I and, had a lot of those thoughts. Yeah. And, and then, um, you come to a point where you realize, well, 
there's about four weeks left in the semester, and half of that time is already accounted for. So there's really like two weeks, and <laughs> I already know like there's going to be a little, little late to join a club. It'd be a little late to join a club. Um, it'll be a little. Uh, I already have the friends I know who I'm going to have to go hang out with them. So they're like that two weeks is now like a few days you have left. Yeah. And, you've established enough relationships to keep you busy for the next couple of years. And then you go, do I really want to spend those next few days? Like, uh, you know, uh, uncomfortable like, and yeah. trying to do something new. Like I, I, I think I need to rest or watch a movie or, you know, do a thing. Yeah, there, um, like, freshman year, I went to, like, all of high school, I was like, I'm going to be on the ultimate Frisbee team in yeah. college. And then you go to one ultimate Frisbee practice freshman year, and you're like, <clears throat> so you're telling me this is three nights a week on a different campus, and there are games every weekend. And you're just like, okay, never mind, I guess that dream is dead. Yeah. And then you reserve it, the right in the back of your mind, to be like, maybe, maybe later, I'll circle back to that. Right. Um. Or maybe I'll join the radio station again. But it's like... Remember when you did that? You and classic friend of the show, Clara Pell? Oh, yes. Um, did she? Did her dreams die too, or did she stick with it? No, I, I, I think her dreams are as dead as a doornail. No, that well, that's good to hear. Um, but frankly, how people... I mean, we have considerably probably a, a pretty easy major, and we're not that involved in clubs... But we do have some extracurriculars, but uh, but how people like are involved in multiple clubs, I don't know. Watch. I mean, I think some people or are like, not as academically inclined, and that uh, kind of affords you. <clears throat> and I was like, if I do this ultimate frisbee thing, it's like this is would yeah. basically is more time life. than I than I had than I spend in class. Or well, also, I guess the other thing to take into consideration though is that we have not a normal. Like, there are people that go to work and are like, I don't really care about this at all. Um, and, like, that, I don't think that's really true for us working in film. Like, I'm not saying everything we work on, we're like, I love this. But to some extent, the work is the fun. Um, and it's kind of like, would I, what would I trade the time I have for that wouldn't be film or film related? or going to see a movie, or working on a movie, or, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, no, like, I, I, w I, I would love to join the basket weaving club, but it's like, do I really love, would I love ba weaving a basket more than I would going to AMC Theaters, New Brunswick 18? No. Yeah, for for which you've already paid your monthly subscription. A-list, yeah. Your dues are already paid. Um, Parth, if you want to know how susceptible a young Trent was, it's during the Rutgers tour... When they were like, we have all sorts of classes, from history to underwater basket weaving. I genuinely thought, <laughs> genuinely wow. thought, that's a real class. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's crazy. They must just offer that to be like a silly little crazy thing. Um, but now, in hindsight, <clears throat> I know that that's not a class. Yeah. Um. How's this? How uh, before we get into our things, maybe we should just do a, a small little retrospective. How how has this been year? How's this year been for you? Um. Oh God, I was looking back at our episodes, and it's like Parth. Our first episode of the year was like War of the Worlds and Ten Things I Hate About You and When Harry Met Sally and Creed Three. Doesn't that feel like a long time ago? That feels like ages ago. 
And then um, I reminded myself that I did a whole study abroad. You did? So, so Parth, you well, know... Par- were- uh, Trent, would you say you're like just like different now that you... I was, Parth, I was just getting to that. Basically, there was the me before the trip. Right. And me after the trip. Oh, wow. And if you can't tell... Didn't you go to England? I started to get some sort of European accent. Mm-hmm. Um, f- due to my <clears throat> two weeks um, smoking weed in Park. Well, I remember what, uh, we went to the Oppenheimer press screening not far... Not much after you came back from England. Mm. And um, that was the recurring bit of the day was... Well, Trent, you're just... You're a bit different now that... Um, it just, like, changes things. Like, I wouldn't even know because you've been on a study abroad trip, you know? Yeah, I've I've gotten... I would just, like... Every time my parents would ask, I would just, like, sort of change... I would don't want to be the guy talking about how Die Hard is their favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be the guy who's being really annoying talking about his study abroad. So I've managed to <laughs> not talk about it almost at all. And now it's like six months after, and so my parents just stopped asking. So it's right. almost like they actually don't get to know what happened. So I think the nice thing is I'm going to make a Google Photos book of mm. all of the PG-rated photos. That'd be nice. I thought so, too. Google Photo, uh, Google Photos, for the record, is annoying. Are, <laughs> are your photos linked to your laptop? Sort of. Because mine are not, and Google Photos sort of requires that to be a thing, and I'm like, you're asking me to change my whole way of life just for this. Mm. Um, how was your year? Um, but pretty good. I mean, I'm sad <laughs> college I'm sad college is ending, and the impending doom of being in your very position. Oh, great. Thanks. But we're both trying to, I mean, we, we're both trying to move on to the next phase of our life. Yes. Trying to, and uh, hopefully that will be cool. My parents keep telling me that um, your 20s and 30s have contained a lot of fun and to not <clears throat> act like the fun portions of our lo- lives are over. Trent, I think we're only getting started. That's a, that's a, that's a good attitude. I like to lie year? every now and then. Um, it's, it's a good skill. Um, years fine, I think. Um, a lot of change, graduated college. Um, yeah, last year, if I remember correctly, you were like, this year's the best. I'm the best. Oh, yeah, I said that <laughs> like that. Um, no, I, I, I do think it was like on my birthday. We recorded it this year, but it was like on my birthday of this year. And we were, I was like, yeah, I think like this past year has been like my best year. And then it was like, it was like pre-April 28th, 2023. And then there was post-April 28th, uh, 2023. Um, and um, everything afterwards, I don't know that I'm so positive on, like everything. Just because, you know, I left my apartment. I left college, which I'm grateful that like we are still able to be friends. Um, and like I, I'm able to maintain most of the friends I've had in college but it's still tough but um i'm starting i'm making a movie um so that's been cool half an hour done Uh, and then um uh it was a big year for the pod we went to uh yeah it was our first screenings year yeah we went to the did we do yeah we did mission first i think 
Yeah, and then and then Oppenheimer. Of of oh, of course, and some of our sweetest. I was just scrolling through, <clears throat> so uh, just to knock up a few. You know, we interviewed um, cinematographer Maria Rushi again of Bottoms. Yeah. Ruth the Young uh, again. Ruth the Young again of Oppenheimer. I Production that designer. Was, yeah. That was one of uh, our. That was our most, most listened to li- episode this year. Last year yeah. it was Top Gun Maverick. This year it was Oppenheimer. Yep. Um. We. And there might be something in common between those two movies once we start getting into our lists. Oh, Parth, I see where you're headed. Uh, we had on cinematographer Nick Matthews for Saw X. We had a Mark Irwin, a cinematographer. Oh my god, Ten, yeah. Ten Things I Hate About You. That that was forever ago. We had production designer of Creed Three. Um, yep, we certainly did. We uh, we talked to Oren Sofer, um, cinematographer of The Creator. Another movie that. Oh wait, did, um, have, I don't think I ever told because we never did a discussion for it. <laughs> um, but I don't <laughs> we're, think I, we're still working on that. I ever told the story of the creator screening on oh, air. What? Can, can, can we hear it now? Yeah. I mean, I think I might've told you, I, I probably told you about this, but um, basically Trent wasn't able to make it for some, I think you were gone somewhere. Like you were traveling while the creator screening was going to happen. Um, but we, I, I he, you weren't able to come. So then I asked Jackson Clark, friend of the show five time guest if he wanted to come because he was really hyped for it and thought it looked really nice and is a big greg frazier guy um and i mentioned like oh i'm gonna talk to the cinematographer do you want to come along for that and he was like yeah sure so we go to new york um and there was a whole rigmarole because i was scheduled for a screening and then they i was scheduled for a 7 p.m screening or that so that's what they told me and then when I was getting on the train at like 4 p.m., um, I get an email saying, here are the details for your screening that starts at 3 p.m. Yeah, that's bad. Um, and so it was a whole thing. And then but by the time we got to New York, they were like, there's another screening happening. Just go to this theater. Mm-hmm. And Jackson and I had dinner. And then we go to the screening. And Jackson and I walk into the AMC on 34th. Um mm-hmm. And we go up there, and they're like, okay, can we scan your tickets? And we're like, well, we don't have tickets. We're here for a press screening. And then this woman darts up and goes, are you guys craft services? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, please, come with me. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, and really she, getting the, the royal treatment. She moves us over to... Uh, the ele- a, a private elevator. Well, I don't. I don't know that it's a, it's a private elevator, but like I everybody else, I, I every- missed our one chance in the private elevator. It's well, not like a private jet, but it's no. still pretty but, cool. But we go up this elevator, and she's like, "Okay, so we're gonna be putting you up in the Dolby Theater." Um, and I'm like, "Oh, Madame as well." were you gonna get massages while it was happening? Well, you're getting to that. Yeah, it was more than just a massage. Isn't it always? Um, but um, no, so no, no massages, but something f- more fun. Um, oh, God. So we we show up there, and then we we get up to the floor where our theater is, and we're like, okay, that's the theater over there. And then there's this other guy at like a Q and A desk or something like that. And Jackson really has to pee, so he's like, <clears throat> "Hey, um, where are the bathrooms?" And the guy's like, "Okay, it's upstairs." So Jackson goes upstairs. And then the guy talks to me, and he's like, okay, so yeah, you just go over there, order your, you're here for the screening, go over there, order your concessions, and then uh, watch the movie. When you're done, uh, it'll all be taken care of. Okay. And I'm wow. like, 
what? Like, that's a weird way of putting it. And he, he's like, yeah, just go to the concessions and I'm, it'll be taken care of. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm yeah, pissed. Disney Disney took care of it. He's taking care of it. I'm like, well, uh, okay. Because when we went to see Oppenheimer. I know. I was just going to get to this. They, well, no, they didn't give us anything for Oppenheimer. No, it was mi- mi- Mission Impossible. It was for Mission Impossible. Our, our first time our we ticket, walked in. Yeah. yeah. Our ticket let us... It, or gained gained us access to free popcorn and free candy and, and free drink, fun. yeah, and free drink. And I was like, "What a life we built for ourselves!" Yeah. And then we went to Oppenheimer, and there was nothing. And I was like, "What yeah. are we chopped liver?" Yeah. Um. And now I'm nervous about what they're going. Trent, you're give not you. going to be happy about what they no. gave us. <clears throat> well, now that I know that Disney had the tab taken care of. I, I would go fucking buck wild. Well, so I get up I, there, I, and I'm I'd like... Be, I'd be, like, shirtless, standing on my chair by the end of the creator screen. Well, I was still in humble parth mode, you know what I mean? Um, And so I just go... They're like, yeah, what do you... Uh, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm with, like, the press screening. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, just get whatever you want. And I'm like, oh. They're like, have you gotten food? And I was like, oh, yeah, I just had dinner. But, mm-hmm. like, I will I guess I'll just get what I was gonna get, which was the number one, like, large drink, large popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guess that's fine. And they're like, don't you want candy? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll, <laughs> they're I'll, like I'll put like, you into I'll it. put like Sour Patch Kids or something. You know, I got some candy. They're like, come on, Parth, you're special. No, and then, and then literally, and I'm like, okay, here. And they're like, get more, get more. And so I put some more candy. I, I order like a <laughs> Fanta. And they're like, the guy up there is like, dude, Disney's taking care of this. Run up the bill. And, and so I ordered like a f- fuck ton of like candy popcorn uh, an ice cream um churros uh milkshake like it was like all the things right um and i i just got like eight candies and then just stuffed like four or five of them in my bat in my like bag i had with me because i was like i'll just use these for when i go to the movies next and then um jackson comes down from the bat no trent the first thing i said to jackson as soon as we sat down in the theater is Trent is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> okay, well, I'm I'm at least glad you were thinking about me while you were demolishing like a hundred dollars worth of gross movie theater. Trent, it was it was far past a hundred when we were done. But Trent, it is not over. I I'm sure alcohol became involved. Well, Jackson Clark comes down and I explain the situation to him, and he's like, "What about the drinks?" Yep, it's and, an important question. And the, this is the first time when the people up front go. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, oh. I might, uh, we'll call the manager or whoever, like, and we'll see. And they go, yeah, uh, we're here for the, uh, the creator press screening. Uh, and they're asking if, um, Disney's taking care of drinks as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You can make your way over to the drink section. And, and we get over to, like, the bartender. And at this point, I'm like, there's no way I can finish all the stuff I've gotten. And they, they're just like, get more, get more, get more, get more. And I'm like, there's no way. I wish I hadn't had dinner because then my dinner would have been taken care of here. Yeah. Um, and then I I didn't even want to drink because I don't, as you know, I don't like to go in inebriated really at all um, mm-hmm. watching a movie for the first time, especially for the pod. And I just searched up the most expensive drink on the menu and it was a pina colada with Hennessy in it. Wow. It was horrible. It was really bad. Wait. Yeah. It yeah, tasted bad. It, it was not good. Granted, but the it was pina free. Colada, so it was yeah. sweet. Yeah. The only thing better than cold beer is free beer. 
Yeah, the, the last time I wanted a pina colada, it, like, seems like something you want, and then I drank one, and then I threw up. Well, I like pina coladas, but uh, something about Hennessy is too strong for a pina colada, in my opinion. I, this can happen at another time, but you should tell me when the exact date of this was so I can find out what I was doing that I thought was so important that kept me away sure. from I'll send this. you, I'll show you the photo that I took as well. Oh, of like your spread of like your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty upsetting. Um, but to, Parth, did you know, uh, our part one with, Mar- with Maria Rushi covering Shiva Baby was also this year? It was. You know, head of story Mark Andrews on The Incredibles. We talked Babylon. You you spent the summer with Parth and Sophia talking about Mission Impossible. It's been fun. Yeah. Looper, Eyes Wide Shut, our first and oh wait, Parth's showing me a picture <laughs> of um of an ice cream bar that and like I think fries and then there was churros and then popcorn, candy, water, soda. Well, in my mind, I mean, maybe it's like when it you, seem, it looks less big than it. it yeah, it's like was, when but. you envision like door dashing McDonald's in your head versus what actually shows up on your doorstep sure. and what you end up eating. Um, but Trent, we faffed on for about half an hour now. And we haven't even gotten to the main topic of the day. I know it'll it's like. When I look at my, like, average YouTube retention on, like, an hour-long video, it's, like, four minutes. So I think the average person who listens to this will not hear us talk about um, anything end-of-the-year-related. But that's okay. That's fine. Should we move on to our... Um... Our our listful lists? Yeah. So, um, Parth Santa has lists. A naughty and a nice list. Which were you on this year? I like to think I was pretty nice. What about you? Did, did he show up? No. Did he, br- he didn't? No, he did. Um, I got a... Uh, do you want to know what I got for Christmas? Um, yeah, like, don't, like, rub in my face, but well, sure. Well, what did you get? I'm sure you got more stuff. Because my parents weren't here for Christmas or anything. And we don't really celebrate Christmas at my house. Parth, let's not compare a numbers game of exactly how many gifts each of us unwrapped. No, but, like, how but, many did you get? Is, is It's just a question. Um, Parth... Um, you're feeling bad for yourself, but my parents got me this Funko Pop, and it has red hair. My <laughs> hair's not red. Um, uh, you were showing this earlier. But it, uh, it is really cool, and it has a baseball cap and headphones, like I'm wearing right now for the podcast. Mm, very um, nice. What'd you get? Just, like, one. Like, don't make it a big fucking deal. Well, I guess the thing I'm most excited about is I got Days and Confused 4K Criterion and Oppenheimer mm. 4K, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, which list first? Twenty the top films of twenty twenty three. Okay, so I guess we should list what our three categories are, which is Naturally. top movies of twenty twenty three. So these are movies released in twenty twenty three. Then our top non twenty twenty three movies that we saw this year for the first time that we um, viewed in twenty twenty three. However, were released in a different calendar year. Yes. And then finally, Ooh, we have our most anticipated films of the following year, which I believe to be 2024. Trent, your edition is flawless. And these are movies <clears throat> um, that are slated. Um, slated um, to release. Anything can happen. Another strike, a pandemic. I went ahead and I was like, this next animated Spider-Man movie will not, not be not coming seen. out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes. Um, but just about everything else. 
Th- there will be other Spider-Man movies. Don't worry. Yes. Will they appear on our lists? I don't know. Um, so, Parth, uh, you want to do your number five? Of 2023? I do. Okay. Um, so my number five is John Wick Chapter 4. Um, yeah, what is there to say? I love this franchise. I was a little scared that this movie was not... Because I, I think John Wick Chapter 3, you can kind of feel the wheels spinning. Um, mm. And I was a little scared that they were going to not have something narratively satisfying. And uh, John Wick Chapter 4 ends up being the best of them all, in my opinion. And there will be a John Wick 5, I presume? Maybe. I The way, I mean, the way John Wick Chapter 4 ends, it'd be really interesting if there's a John Wick Chapter 5. Interesting in the way that it allows for it, or that it does not allow for it? Trent, what's your number 5? So my number 5... And I have a sixth man of the year award, like M- like the NBA, but we'll get to that later. Oh, wow. um, but my number five is um, Saltburn, mm. um, which is a movie. Um, just to put it in perspective, um, I believe me, Jordan, and friend of the show, Sophia Alexis Parth's um, PO- uh, PIC, partner in crime, um, went to see Saltburn, and then a fire made us evacuate the theater, and it was so engaging that we went back like two days later to see how it finished. Yes, and you guys went a day before Sophia and I went, so we couldn't go all see it together. But I, yeah, I, I enjoyed Saltburn. It's a, a cause of controversy on film Twitter because a lot of people don't like it. Um, and I don't exactly understand... How, why is it because they think it's like um like pretentious or like a bad like ethically about I th- rich yeah, people I, th- I think they think I mean, it's, it's ethically like... bad about rich people but I mean I, not to give anything away about Saltburn but I feel like that that critique doesn't hold much water <laughs> um because I feel like it isn't about I don't I, I don't want to give well, anything away but I don't think it's about what people are accusing it being well, about. it's people, it's someone striving to become wealthy, but it's like a parody of all wealthy people. So doesn't this come back yeah. to like, <clears throat> like every fucking like red flag movie argument where it's like the Wolf of Wall Street's people doing bad things. But, but if you're like not fucking stupid, you know, you're like able to watch them do the bad things and be like, oh, that's bad. Sure. Um, um, but yeah, what a treat. I, I, I enjoyed it. Good acting. Um, I like maybe Parthenai's only point of controversy is that I think it, it sticks in my mind much more than Promising Young Woman, even though I acknowledge that Saltburn isn't about a whole lot. I just enjoy watching it. Yeah. Um, should we move on to number four? It's as far as I can tell when you give me a soft, Yeah. If it's basically it's time like to move on. You've you've already mentally checked out onto number four. So oh, sure. okay. Uh, number four is Across the Spider Verse. Big Spider Man mm. fan. I really like Into the Spider Verse. I really loved Across the Spider Verse. I saw this in England with our whole study abroad class. I remember. Oh, maybe were you in England? Maybe for the for the creator screening. I mean, you were like you were out traveling, and but I, I don't know if you we were. Just talked about my study abroad, but I don't I know if you there? were there. But anyways, yeah. Anyways, um, I remember watching this and being like, "That was great." 
Not as great as the last one, which was basically like this. But it's still pretty great, but it makes me not care as much because the last one was like better. Better, sure. What's your number four? Um, my number four is a movie we were lucky enough to cover on this humble podcast. Mm. And um Oh god, is it gonna be what I think it is? Well you you say it. Is it bottoms? Oh no, never mind. What'd you think it was? No, uh, well, I think it might be a spoiler for... for Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's, but uh, maybe Bottoms doesn't appear on your list. It does but, not. Um, but I really enjoyed I, Bottoms. I want to put that out there. You know, uh, my... I was getting my haircut the other... Actually, this haircut will come up uh, later, in a later list for some reason. But I was getting my haircut, and the, hair, and the guy... Was first he didn't talk to me for a while, which was awesome, and then he started talking to me, which was a little unfortunate. And then he was like, "What's your favorite movie?" And I said, "Fast Times at Richmond High." And he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "I just like like fun, easy to watch movies, brother." Mm. And um, Bottoms is a fun, easy to watch movie, brother. And um, I like Kevin. Trent, like you're gonna laugh. love a fun, easy to watch movie that appears on a later list of mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're going to be real happy when it shows up. Um, but then the guy cutting <clears throat> my hair started saying some crazy stuff. That, um, well, he yeah. said he's friends with Sean Penn on Facebook and then started giving some crazy excerpts of supposed conversations he's had with Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave it at that. He did a great job of, cu- of cutting my hair, though. Good. But Bottoms, good? Oh, Bottoms, great. Yeah. And we love Maria Rushi. Two-time, two-time guest. Hopefully, at some point, three-time guest. Yes. Um, what's your number three? My number three is Past Lives. Um, I I wasn't lucky enough to see that one. It's um, a great, great, great movie. Um, I think it, it reminds me of the Before trilogy, not so much... Just because I think that there are movies... There are very few movies that are able to... Um, capture like connection between two people really well and i think this is a movie that which is a directorial debut if i'm not mistaken um wow that's just doesn't that make you want to fucking kill yourself yeah that's just salt in a wound um but uh it's just really artfully put together yeah some first-time directors have the courtesy to make like a very good but somewhat achievable, like people talking in a diner sort of first film. Sure. And then they make the really ambitious second film. But when your first film is that good, it's honestly just annoying. Yeah. What's your number Um, three? My number three is, I think, another movie that a lot of people felt hot and cold on. (coughs) And it's um, Bo is Afraid. Right, yeah. I mean, this won't be making an appearance on my list, but I... I appreciate Bo is Afraid quite a bit. Um, my first viewing of Bo is Afraid, the first... Did you watch act- it with me? I can't remember. I saw it with Ellie and Jackson. No, I think I saw it independent of you guys. Mm. I think you saw it on a, a bigger screen. Oh, first. yeah. I, we, we went to the AMC Lincoln Square IMAX for it. Yeah. I wasn't privy to that. Sally. Um, yeah. Um, but I believe the first act, I was watching it in true awe, and I was just like, I'm along for anything Ari Aster basically does for the rest of 
his life. And then um, later in the movie, like in the third act, like things get weird in the woods a little. And I'm like, this is going over my head. Um, but I love that movie. Um, I saw it, I think, three times in the theater. And the second time I was blissed out. And then the third time I was like, I shouldn't see movies three times anymore. It's the third time you it, it's you you start to get a little tired. Speak for yourself. But I know your capacity for that is like pretty amazing. Well, it's really well, it's only for Tom Cruise movies. And it's interesting because you can watch movies a bunch of times in the theater, and I can watch the same movie a bunch of times at home. But we don't do each other's thing, you know. Well, I rewatch a lot of. Well, you you watch. Okay, you watching movies includes you not watching the movie because you'll just have it on in the background and you'll be like, yeah, I've been watching Saw 3 for the last three days. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And you're like, yeah, I mean, it's just been like on. And yeah. you'll be like in the other room doing your laundry or get making a smoothie. And sure. So like, I, well, Sophia and I were actually talking about this, which is that it's kind of funny that it's like, I don't really watch movies unless I'm watching the movie. um, And... Uh, that's like, I think I'm more particular about that. Yeah. That's the good thing about the theater experience is I'm unable to make smoothies during it, which just, um, is in everyone's best interest. What's your number two, Parth? So number two, um, well, I mean, I, I think the people that know me will probably just like know what my top two will be, but, uh, we're getting into press screening territory. Um, yeah, oh, uh, that, that makes sense. Um, so number two is a movie I was actually initially disappointed by. Yep. And then grew to slowly really love. I saw this movie five times in theaters, uh, maybe four times. I can't remember. Um, and, uh, I really love it. I love this series. It's Mission Impossible 7. It's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yes, it is. Done. Dun, dun, dun. A movie that put me to sleep and then ex- and then woke me up and exhilarated me to my very core and yeah. gave me one of the most exciting movie moments um, I have ever witnessed. We're talking about the train sequence, which is like far and away. I think it genuinely might be my favorite sequence of the year. I don't. I, there are movies that I think are probably better than MI7, but um, I don't know that anything tops that for me even just thinking about it i'm kind of um i kind of just remember like this being my just like a general just like amazement at how long something that intense went on for sure yeah trent you're number two i guess that's tom cruise's whole thing how long something (laughs) that intense can go on for um my number two and uh We're in press screening territory. Um, mm. Is um, Christopher Nolan's um, Oppenheimer? Wow, I am so shocked by this because now I don't know what your number one is. Um, I I wrestled with my one and two, and maybe it's some recency bias. And I we are I don't know if you're going, but I am. I believe we're going to see Oppenheimer again in IMAX for Jackson's birthday. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be able to make it to that, but. Um... Uh, but yeah, Oppenheimer. Um, I have a feeling we will be talking about this again very soon. So yes, um, yes. I was looking through. Uh, I mean, much like the train sequence in um, 
MI7, I'd say the especially the first f- half of Oppenheimer was probably the best view my best viewing experience of well, the year. For, for uh, the, I mean, granted I was on the biggest screen in the country. For the record record. Um um I was in Boston there for a second. For the record. Um Yeah, you were watching the departed. Yeah, I was. Um I'm not a cop! This is the first time either Trent or I had seen an IMAX film in its true like four by three aspect ratio, and the very first shot of Oppenheimer is a like a true IMAX um, shot, and it's like just of like raindrops um, on the ground, and Trent audibly went, "Whoa!" Yeah, like it was and a guttural, like uh, it was not a decision to say it; it was a release of you know of tension and pressure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was looking at um, some of my letterbox reviews from the year to try to refresh <coughs> my memory, and I believe my review was the real bomb was the four edibles, which was true. Yes, um, which you offered me, I, I will say, but I went, Trent, are you crazy? Um, and he was. But, but what an absolute, what an absolute treat! I um, I believe I saw a second time, but I wanna. You know, so I've seen I've seen this. Well, yeah. So Oppenheimer is my number one. I saw it three times in theaters. Thank you. Um, I now have it on Blu-ray. I made Sophia watch sections of the Blu-ray because it's maybe my favorite Blu-ray transfer um, I've ever seen. Wow. Um, lovely, lovely movie. What's your Trent? Your number one. So my number one, and this wasn't easy for me. I really, I really don't know where this is going. I'm sure if um, I looked at your letterboxed most recently posted things, I could probably figure it out. But I've actually started. Um, I redownload. I redownloaded Letterbox um, for its assistance um, in remembering things. But I have been off Letterbox for a little bit. And let me say, it is nice to watch movies and not be subconsciously thinking about Letterbox. Um, sure. The whole time, um, but it is annoying because I was making my list and I was like, "Oh, I watched Belfast the other day," and I mean, it's not Belfast that came out last year, but uh, I had no record of it, and so I actually just had to remember that I watched a movie, which was no bueno. <coughs> um, but it's Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm, uh, totally forgot about this. Yeah, just. In, in its entirety, or as well, a no, possibility? For yeah, a, as a possibility. I just forgot. I believe I managed to not get up to pee for the entirety. That is a big the deal. Flower Moon. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, I just remember um, uh, during Oppenheimer, uh, we deliberately positioned our seats um, where you would be able to step um, behind to get to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we did do that, and I was like, "We are the cool kids of the Oppenheimer screening because we're like sitting in our chair and backwards. like spry." Yeah. Yes. Yes, and we were probably one of the younger people at the Oppenheimer press screening. Well, Trent, not many people have a successful film podcast like us. Oh, are <laughs> are you craft services? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't. Co- oh, come with us in the private um, elevator. And then they're like, oh, you must be Trent, right? And then Jackson's like, yes. <laughs> um, that hurts. Um, but Killers of the Fire Moon and Oppenheimer, 
I both like a great deal. Maybe I secretly knew that Oppenheimer would be your number one, and I was just trying to change it Spice up. Things but I up. also I also did uh, attend a Q&A with my mom, or with Martin Scorsese and my mom mm. as a guest. But Martin Scorsese was, my mom wasn't the speaker. Martin sure, Scorsese yeah. was, and <clears throat> Stephen Colbert were the speakers. Oh, wow. And, and so he's just on my mind. Um, but he does seem like a delightful, nice man. Sure. Um, Shall we move into the next? Yeah, let's do it. So my first... Or... Oh, wait, can I say my, my honorable mentions? Oh, sure. My well, I guess I'll of, give. Um, just quickly, I think not mentioning... Um, I was like, talking at length about Barbie seems um, needless, um, but it's a great film, and um, if you somehow manage to not see it, um, it's very good. But um, it would have felt forced to put it on my list. And um, also I put The Killer, but it needs a more proper viewing. Because I'm not just going to hoist it to the top like I've done in the for- in the past because it's a David Fincher film. Oh, you're talking about Mank Days? We've all so my, my, um, my honorable mentions, I'll just give the like last five movies. Because like, I have all the movies I've, I've watched this year. Uh, ranked um number 10 holdovers the holdovers yep, uh, i want to see that <laughs> really liked it number nine how to blow up a pipeline really liked that one number eight creed three really really like that one number seven infinity pool number six mm, i i saw I, infinity pool i enjoyed a great deal and then i just completely forgot about it left in the past yeah number six priscilla Mm, wow. These are all the movies I like wanted to see but didn't yeah. get around to. There's a bunch I haven't gotten to this year. Um still need to see Ferrari, still need to see the Iron Claw, still need to see Poor oh. Things. I didn't even know Iron Claw was out yet. Yeah. Um but anyways, could that, could um, that be the next movie we see together in theaters? Maybe. Okay. If you're feeling lucky. I'm feeling lucky. Is that all your honor- honorable mentions? Those are my honorable mentions. So, Trent, do you want to do your top non-2023 first? I do. I, f- I forget how... we Do we just run through this, or do we do, like, no, alternating we'll do, we'll, suspenseful? We'll, we'll do it alternating suspenseful, and our most anticipated ones we'll do just run through. Well, yeah, we'll just run through them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> these I left a little bit more improvisation to picking what's what. Um, but at number five... Um, just for the sake of the story, I'm going to go with, um, Belfast, which I just watched a few days ago and just mentioned, um, and I'll say my mom has for like two, since it came out, been like, Trent, we need to go watch whenever she sees me or she'll just text me. She's like, you need to watch Belfast right fucking now. And I've just been like, uh, black and white, like Ireland movie snooze alert. Like that's just like how my mom goes to bed and watches like her British TV shows like sure. D- Downton Abbey and the like like no thanks um but basically it was the day after Christmas and I was about to head home to New Brunswick and the thing my dad always wants me to do is go to sports clips with him <laughs> and get the MVP package haircut and I was <clears> like <throat> I'm not doing anything today so let me knock out these two major totems and I went to sports clips with my dad and I got the MVP package and then I went home 
and I watched Belfast with my mom, and it was pretty freaking great, was what I said after it was done. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah, I, I saw it. Back in 2021, brother. No, it's actually a 2022 film. Back in 2022, brother. Jackson um, Clark really loves that film. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. My um, number five is Shiva Baby, another Maria Rushi um, classic. Um, I mean, it's Emma Seligman's the director, but Maria Rushi DP'd it. Part does this mean you're Shiva Baby over Bottoms? Because I love both of those movies. But I'm I've always been Shiva, Shiva Baby over Bottoms. That's craziness. This it's like Parth. We like we like all the same directors, but we like different. We have different favorite movies. Of well, I also movies. like Bottoms, but I, I think Shiva Baby is like more about something, and like I. Whoa! So it's literally the same as the Saltburn Promising Young Woman argument. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, what's your number four? It's like fun over substance. Um, my number four. I'm gonna go with um. The Fablemans. Had you not seen it until this year? Yeah, um, I think I logged it like right after the cusp of the new year. Mm. Um, but what a what a treat! <clears throat> yeah, um, good movie to to spend any amount of time in with Uncle the, Steve. Yes, in the carefully crafted um, guidance of Steven Spielberg, um, it's like every moment is to be cherished. Um, a, it, it's really a master at work. Very good. And he, he managed to keep Seth Rogen from smoking weed in the movie. We learned, um, there's like pretty much like no, it's kind of like in its own class of like, I'm going to make a movie about my like childhood and I, like I'm the director and I'm basically making an autobiography but it's like well, it's funny your chi- your number five and your number four are those kinds of movies because Belfast is about Kenneth Branagh's childhood oh wow yeah okay then maybe that's like eliminated my statement in of itself because I was like he that's really um because it's like you can make like a fucking Steve there's a Steven Spielberg HBO documentary that exists mm-hmm that's just like like boring but it's like this is like a uh like a, an actual cool way narrative biography whatever but um really good performances parth what's your number four Trent, you're gonna like this one and it might be a christmas present of mine oh i think this you want to guess is it christmas vacation oh well, no no well christmas oh, present what did i get for christmas we talked about it on. Yo, you got you got dazed and confused. Oh, sorry, I got I fed up on the keyword <coughs> Christmas. This was oh, you had not seen Dazed and Confused. I had never seen Dazed the- and Confused, and then I watched it the day I got the 4K Criterion because I was like, well, I'll just watch it. Wait, so did your parents get it for you? No, because they Sophia liked it? got it for me. Oh, because she like she seen it. No. But she knew, like, you, I own most of the movies that I would ever want to own for the most part. Um, and when you make it known those that you do not. Well, I I make it known that I would like any Blu-rays, um, and um, the Days and Confused Criterion looks really cool, and um, I've sort of teetered on buying it a few times, and she bought it for me, and I really liked it, and I think it solidified Richard Linklater as one of my favorite directors. Yeah, that's um, that his second movie. Yeah, 
No. Yes, yeah. After Slacker. Like what a fucking punch in the face that is. Nah, I don't I don't like to think about it. What's your number three? Um oh I could talk about Daisy Confused all day, but um That's why number, I asked your number three. Yeah, fair enough. Um my number three, I'm gonna go with um There Will Be Blood. You've seen There Will Be Blood before. Like, not really. What? Wait, I've never seen it. Oh. But you've um, never seen it? Because you always... Wait, you used to shit on me for not having seen There Will Be Blood. Maybe only in the past year. Wow. Okay. Well, I know that to be untrue. Wait, actually... Yeah, actually, I, I actually remember watching it in my high street house. So do so I. I'm, actu- I'm actually going to get rid of this in real time. Yeah. And I'm actually, this only makes things easier. In a movie I did watch for the first time this year, and I logged it on like January 2nd, is Little Miss Sunshine. Mm, and I, I remember I used- you saying you really loved that. Yes. I briefly added it to my top four, where it no longer resides, but I did issue... Um, when I don't have anything that interesting to say, but I want to give something five stars in Letterbox, I'll just do banger alert, and then I'll do like the red siren, and Little Miss Sunshine issued a banger alert. And sure. Paul Dano, I'll get out of bed for Paul Dano any day of the week. Well, let me say that. Sure. Yeah. Um, my number three is a movie that uh, we we had the director come to Rutgers uh, to come talk about it um, and did a screening for it. It's never, rarely, sometimes, always. Um, oh, wow. I only attended the back half of that. Yeah. Um, I really, really like the movie um, and um, would uh, recommend it to anybody. Unless you like don't want kind of a really depressing movie to watch, in which case don't watch it at that time. I was just going to watch say it later. That... Yeah, it doesn't seem like a like uh, fun. No. Trent, you're going to like my number one, though. So we just got to crank our ways through through these number two spots. So I think my number two has got to be um, Election, um, which I also issued a banger alert for. Um, but Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon are two of my faves. And mm. then I like the editing is very interesting. and um, Same director as The Holdovers. Is that true? Mm-hmm. That makes me want to see it, like, much more. Yeah. Who's the director? <clears throat> Alexander Payne. Mm. Um, yeah, my mom saw the holdovers, because she's a Paul Giamatti nut. Mm. She's a nut for the G, for the G-man. For sure. The G-spot. Oh, okay. And, um, so now I'll have to see that. And I was like, oh, maybe it was Anthony... But I was like, how's Holdovers? And he was like, you'll like it. It's a dude's movie. <laughs> and I was like... I don't know oh. that it's a dude's movie. And but... then I said that to my mom. I was like, you like... I was like, I heard it was a dude's movie. She was like, no. It was fine. It was for all persons. Yeah, people. I think so. Um, my number, number two... One? Well, oh, no, my number two. Oh, I'm just um, so excited. My number two is The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. First time watch. Mm. Jackson loves the long title. Nothing yeah. Else. Well, yeah, this is a big Jackson movie, but um, this is a really beautiful, like just visually uh, movie. Um, it features like great performances from like maybe some problematic people, but like Brad Pitt, Casey Affleck, um, uh, 
and a whole lot of other people. Who are the problematic? Who are the problematic? People? The two I named. Um, oh, I didn't even know that those were the problematic. People. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, really great, great movie, um, and uh, one I want to rewatch. Trent, what's your number two? Or you're sorry, your number one. So my number one has um, connects to uh, what Criterion Santa brought me, and uh, what's a Criterion Santa brought me was um, the Big Chill. Yeah, you were talking about that yesterday. And um, I just happened to watch it yesterday because I was having a nothing sit on the couch day, and um, it is really a movie that. Features a lot of excellent music and excellent performances, <clears throat> and it's like um, what the quality of election that I was unable to um, describe is also in the Big Chill, where it's um, just a movie with people walking around in rooms and talking to each other about stuff that happened in the preceding rooms, and I love that shit. Um, that's some of my favorite. And, um, it's just very performance driven. And another thing I forgot is, you know, Glenn Close. Mm -hmm. Love, love that woman. Um, I, I only bring her up because I forgot. I watched Fatal Attraction the other day Mm. with Glenn Close. Oh, and I think I mentioned it in regards to something, but that was an excellent movie too. So it's like Glenn Close winter. It's like I'm snuggling. It's like I'm snuggling up with Glenn Close. She's keeping me warm. Sounds wonderful. No, it's it's not bad at all. Um, what's 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 your number one, Trent? My number one is gonna it's gonna be one you like. It's been one you every time I mention I haven't seen this movie yet. You've been like, what? You haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And while you won't be able to hear the clip. I'm going to just edit in a clip uh, so that the audience knows what it is right now. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. So it's after the clip now, and I still don't know. As far back as I can remember. Oh, wow. You saw Goodfellas Parth? I wanted to be a gangster. Yeah. Uh, I saw Goodfellas for the first time, and it was awesome. It's really good. Uh, I don't uh, think I have anything to add to the conversation surrounding Goodfellas, um, other than I had not seen it in full um, until this year, and when I did, I, w- I was happy that I had. It's a five-star movie. Do you think it's Scorsese's at his finest? No, because there are movies of his I like more. But I, I really did like this one. What do you like more? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street is, uh, like, I think to some extent what this tackles. Yeah, I was just gonna say, but, aren't they eerily similar somehow? But I think that the, like Wolf of Wall Street takes it even further, like the the, the satire and the whatnot. It- isn't Ray Liotta's performance, like, so fun to watch? Yeah. Even though they're supposed to be, like, in their early 20s? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of stat stuff in Scorsese movies that, like, you just kind of have to look past, but... I'm willing uh, to look past it. When when the movie's as good as it is, you look past it. 
Um, so some of my honorable mentions, Parth, um, some banger alerts that were issued, um, were for Clue, um, Eyes Wide Shut, which we covered on the show, and American Psycho, speaking of Mm -hmm. red flag movies. Um, my honorable mentions, uh, will be Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm, I I really like that movie. Disc, and I really want my mom... My mom's in love with Paul Newman, who I believe is in it, and she really wants me to watch that. Sure. Um, Moon, which is... Uh, oh, with... Um, Sam Rockwell. Yep. Then 9 to 5, which I saw with Sarah Brotman. I don't uh, even know what that is. Uh, it's... What? It's this where the song comes from. Working, Working. 9 to 5. Well... Anyways. I know I'm familiar with that, but... But I it's, it's about um, three women that work at a place, and their boss is a like sexist like creep and they kidnap him oh there you go yeah number seven wait that sounds like a surprisingly interesting term it's fun number seven willy wonka and the chocolate factory saw it for the first time as in gene wilder gene wilder yes um and uh really liked it then number six is kind of an oddball pick but uh conan o'brien can't stop it's a documentary that was made after he was let go from The Tonight Show and before he started his show on TBS, he was mm-hmm. legally prohibited from being on TV um, for like <laughs> seven months or nine months, something like that. And so to channel his creative frustrations, he made like a world tour and made song or a, 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 a countrywide tour and like wrote songs and had guests. And like the documentary is about like the behind the scenes of that. And oh, uh, that's cool. I love Conan. Big, big big dog for me i do the conan dance at parties we know this um and i love he's also like i like colbert but conan is uh but but conan's my top guy that's well colbert i also love i grew up on colbert with like the colbert report um i I actually saw stephen colbert for the first time like i went to a taping of his show um and it was really cool um but um yeah, Conan, big dog. Big, big dog. All right, should we run through our most anticipated? Yeah, he, he's so likable. Do you know the video of him um, sitting with Seth Rogen, and Seth Rogen offers offers him the weed? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, my most anticipated are not... Um, ranked. Are not, are not ranked. Sure. But uh, I can just, like, sort of, you know... List a few. Yep. Oh, dude, are we are we doing it formal? Like, I can still... Like, no, I, I thought you were just going to go through them. Um, yeah, but give me, like, something of... Uh, yeah, but you I'll go stop first. Me. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, uh, I have on my list... My list is kind of boring. I was looking at the 2024 movies coming out, and, like, I have to be honest, a lot of the movies I was excited to come out in 2024 have now been pushed to 2025. Um, or A lot of movies ending in the numbers 2 and 3. For you, or... Or just, I looked at, like, top 45 most anticipated movies. Yeah, and it's, like, all sequels. Well, yes, and then it reaches a certain point in the list where it just, like, two, two, three, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I have Saw 11. As you know, big Saw fan. Saw that. Uh, Oh, huh. Oh, wow. Then a movie that was supposed to be released this year, but now isn't, um... Uh, the Bike Riders. Yep, that's on my list. Um, Gladiator 2. 
I haven't seen Gladiator 1, but thought about it. But uh, I have seen Gladiator 1. I like it. It's not like one of my movies. It's good, though. Um, but Everyone's calling, is it Ridley Scott again? Everyone's calling him washed up after Napoleon. No, he's not washed up. He's only getting started. <laughs> um, well, I, there's the Ridley Scott of it. Who he? Most of his movies I don't even like love. Like I'm Most of the movies I've seen of his, I've been like, eh, it's all right. Um, but he's a really interesting dude. Um, but Paul Meskel, love that guy, big normal people fan, really love him. So I'm excited to see him in that. Um, and then I have Furiosa, a Mad mm-hmm. Max saga, if you will. Yep. And then my number one is a movie that was supposed to be released this year and was taken from us. Dune part two. Oh, I didn't know that was taken from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Parth has confirmed that it's been taken from us. Um, so here's some movies I'm anticipating. Um, and I'll sort of just vet these as I go. Um, <clears throat> surprised you didn't mention the Nosferatu Robert Eggers. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely anticipated for me. Um, Alex Garland is, like, not one of my guys, but Civil War... Um, you know, it seems like there's so few original, uh, like, screenplay ideas out there, so just happy, uh, what's her name? Kirsten Dunst. It's Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons. And Jesse Plemons. Yeah, Yeah. those are both great actors, and so it'll be fine, even though I don't care about Alex Garland's men, or Ex Machina was okay. There's, he's probably made some other movies. Um, Challengers, the Luca Guadagnino. Mm. That looks really good. It does, Um. I have a soft spot for tennis culture, and sure. it's a tennis movie. Um, there are two biopics that'll probably be bad, but are at least about interesting people. The Bob Marley and the uh, Amy Winehouse wow. movies. <laughs> it's like one of them titled like One Love or something like that. Bob Marley, One Love, yeah. which is like... I've seen the trailer for that like a million fucking times. I haven't even seen it once. I'm sure if I saw the trailer once, I'd be like, this looks bad. I shouldn't put this on the list. Looks fine, but... um, Yeah, I'm sure both of those will be just fine. Twisters? I haven't even seen yeah, Twister. Me neither, but it stars Glenn Powell. Yeah, oh. The new one. My, the, the Twisters, my, but... My cousin, I learned this before Christmas, they are big Willy Wonka people. My wow. Aunt Diane especially. This year is must have the, been big for them. It is. <clears throat> She's the manager of a Willy Wonka Facebook group. And Oh, wow. They love it more than I would have expected. Yes, and they went to New York City to do some... There was like a, a Wonka pop-up shop sort of thing. Sure. And then, yes. And then, uh, long story short... It's interesting they you bring to- up Wonka, by the way. We might have some news regarding that later, but... Oh, wow. Um, they basically, long story short, they were walking down the street and it's Christmas time and there was like four people dressed up as elves and they were like, hey, you know, you're this is silly. Can we take a picture with you guys? And they were like, sure. And they took their picture and then they walked away. And then they were watching, my uncle Diedrich was watching the news and he said, I think one of the elves is famous, and one of the elves was Glenn Powell. Oh, my God. And they were just dressed. It was like four of them dressed up as Buddy the Elf for some sort of <laughs> silly little thing. Um, but there you go, Glenn Powell. Nice to my family. Very good. Um, 
He's going to be in Twisters. Yeah. People like the original Twister a lot. They do. Um, okay, now on to some, um, some, some sequels. We've got Beetlejuice 2. I mean, like, Beetlejuice 1 is good. Beetlejuice 2 was filmed in New Jersey. That's about it. Um, but I like all the people involved. I guess except for, is Tim Burton involved? I believe he's the director. Um, <laughs> so, oh, we have a movie I can actually talk about, The Clear Conscience, Terrifier 3. Um, I love the Terrifier films. Oh, I, I did not know this. Have you seen Jordan? I've not seen either of them. Jordan, uh, last Halloween was like, Terrifier 1 is really good, let's go see Terrifier 2. And we did on a whim, and it was like one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Wow. Um. Uh, I mean, in like a I'm different. I'm sure it's not actually that good. In like, I'm its just being own, rude. In its own brand of good, it's very good. Okay. Um, but in like not a in like Saw a... brand or. Oh, it's way better than Saw. I would. Right I, 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 I'd rather watch a Terrifier film than <clears throat> pretty much any of the Saw movies. Wow. Um, but okay. we can have this conversation another day. Joker two, uh, Folly Fo- Adore. Folly Adois, sure. Um, if you can't tell, I studied abroad briefly. Um, and then I don't care about this, but just the fact that a Karate Kid movie is happening. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot that that's Jackie happening. Jackie Chan. And Ralph and, Macchio. And Ralph Macchio is pretty amazing. And I was like, yeah, obviously I'm going to see that. And then um, The Fall Guy with um, Ryan Gosling. Like, I don't care, but I'll see that too. Um, and then my last movies are not even, it's just a statement and it's just, so John Krasinski is making a movie called If, and I was, and it's about like, oh, kids movie, imaginary friends. And I was like, cool, not on my list moving forward. And then I see that there's another movie slated to be released by Blumhouse called Imaginary. Yeah. That's the same exact fucking thing. Um, and it's just funny that two of the exact same movie are coming out and, this and year. And such different tones. And such different tones, but exploring the same idea. The same thing that, done, like, so differently. That has not seemingly been tapped, no. to my knowledge, but it's just funny also, that... if, you want to know the cinematographer on that one? Who? Who? Janusz Kaminski. What? I mean, I mean, that's a good sign. No. I mean... Well, well, we've talked for an hour 15, hour 16. And we didn't even talk about movies for the first 30 minutes. We just talked about how movies our have lives. affected our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trent, there's a really loud truck. Is there a window open or anything? Um, no, it's just a truck being really loud. But is Wonka the next movie recovery? Well, Trent, thanks for bringing that up. But um, our first... Um, episode of the new year will be part one of an interview that i did with editor mark everson um for wonka just part did this interview by the way okay okay i thought trent was busy uh trent wasn't able to make it for the interview um (laughs) well trent wasn't asked to be part of the interview either because i just assumed he was busy but anyways let's move on but yeah, uh, editor Mark Everson, he's worked on um, Paddington 1 and 2. He uh, worked on, I don't know if this means anything to you, but Johnny English Strikes Again. 
the Johnny English films were a big deal for me growing up. Don't um, even know what that is. It's Mr. Bean, but if he was oh. like, it's essentially like James Bond, but Mr. Bean kind of. Well, Mr. Bean, I like. Yeah, Mr. Bean, good. <laughs> Mr. Bean, very good. Um, but yeah, so those are going to be our first two episodes uh, as a two-part interview, and um, I th- I think our next year is going to be our best one yet. Yeah. I think so. I think we're going to get some really good interviews. Oh, Parth, I'm thrilled to hear that. <laughs> no, genuinely. Great. Okay. Um, Trent, where can That's... the listeners hear us? The listeners can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or frankly, whatever, wherever you manage to get your podcasts. And you can find us social media-wise on Instagram, or dare I say, on... The artist formerly known as Twitter. Wow. Um, which is now known as our Craft Services X account. Um, what goes on there, I'm not exactly sure. Not much. So, um, if you've listened this far, thank you. If you've listened this whole year, thank you. Um, if you've listened in a preceding year, thank you. If you've yeah. listened in the future... Thank you in advance. Don't know how you pulled that off, but thank you in advance, yeah. Um... And uh, we're going to work hard to make 2024 a, a great year for everyone involved. And as today is New Year's Eve for the listener, um, have a happy new year. Yeah, it's like we're like every small band. We're making the Instagram story post like big things coming, guys. Next yeah, wow. year, big, thi- yeah. big things coming. No, but big things are big coming. Big things are coming, guys. Big things. All right. Uh, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs>